shit. Shit. It is one of those days, isn't it? Like, you just want to say four-letter words all day at the top of your lungs. What in the hell is going on? Yeah, this is one of those days where we need a we need a good chat. We need to vent. It's weird, weird stuff going on out there. I hope you all are okay. I hope you all are staying grounded, at least, during all this crazy stuff going on. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, vaccine mandates and the... Uh, you know, our own our own federal government suing one of our own state governments over this abortion law. That's in Texas. And the Department of Justice suing them. Just crazy shit. So it's going to be a good one, folks. We got a lot to work through here. Hope you enjoy the new intro, new countdown, new, uh, new things coming on with this live stream here. New time to 4, 4 p.m. I didn't live stream yesterday. Uh, today instead, and also tomorrow, we'll finish up with a uh, Thursday, Friday live stream this week. Uh, next week, we'll be back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So there's that. Uh, good news is, too, I'm getting some of my work outsourced. Uh, some folks are going to help me with like marketing and graphic design and stuff. And I also uh, got a new desktop as well. You know, my laptop broke down a couple of weeks ago, so I've been running on a really, really slow computer. Thanks to eBay. I uh, copped another one. It'll be here soon, and I'll be able to work a little bit faster, work a little bit more efficiently. So uh, anyway, guys, I guess that's it. Let's go ahead and get to the business of the day. Joe Biden, Joe Hitler mandating these COVID vaccines. I mean, on one hand, we're not that surprised, but on the other hand, uh, it came real quick, didn't it? Came real quick. It's already here. And funny enough, it wasn't it wasn't even a year ago. It was last December. Good old Joey said that he would not mandate them. Take a listen. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand it to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. Obviously, he forgot that. I mean, that was nine months ago. He could have said that yesterday and he would forget it. So, here we are with these mandates. All federal workers, they have 75 days. 75 days, apparently. That's around Thanksgiving to get their shots, become fully vaccinated. They can't opt out this time. They could before, but not anymore. And on top of that, he also stated that all businesses with more than 100 employees are being basically mandated to mandate it for their employees, or they're going to have to prove that their employees are getting weekly testing, something to that effect. If the businesses don't comply, they're going to be faced with a up to $14,000 fine per violation. That's per, basically, employee, I guess, that's found to not be vaccinated and not be doing the testing. I mean, this is just an absolute shit show. This is going to be the the line, guys. This is I mean, this is going to be a lot of people's breaking points. They're not going to stand for this. They're already not standing for it. I'm already seeing folks on their social media accounts say, "Oh, yeah, I'm Provax. I'm real Provax." You know, some people got to like qualify how not crazy they are cuz they're too pussy to be outright questioning this stuff. But anyway, they're saying, "Oh, yeah, I'm all Provax, but I'm not for this. I'm not for this." And even during Joe Biden's press conference today, he was stating that this isn't about freedom. 
This isn't about personal choice. This is about protecting yourself and protecting others. The country is getting a good lesson in gaslighting today because that's it right there. That's the definition. Look it up. Boom. You'll find Joe Biden's speech today right next to it in the dictionary. So we got all this going on. And here's a point that was just noted to me a minute ago. Somebody said that it's interesting that the unemployment relief was allowed to expire recently, right? That was just like a few days ago. The unemployment relief was allowed to expire And that's interesting considering the timing of this. Forcing an employer to lay you off over VAX refusal will no longer secure you extended unemployment benefits. Ooh. Do you see how they kind of line it up like that? Just knock it all down. Goes right over people's heads because they're too distracted with, I don't know, sports ball and celebrities and whatever the fuck that they don't see this go on. They don't see how... The plan gets laid in place like that, but we got to fight it, folks. We have to fight it. And we have the corporate media here trying to manufacture the consensus. That's exactly what this is. It's a manufactured consensus. Look at this from thehill.com. They're claiming, mind you, claiming, they're saying that it's new data, new studies, (laughs) new science shows bullshit. Uh, Two-thirds of small business owners support the mask mandates. I guarantee you that is pure bullshit. I will stake whatever you want me to stake on that. I guarantee you that is bullshit. Two-thirds of small business owners? No. (laughs) Ah, no, 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 no. But they're trying. They're trying to make people think that everybody supports it because we're sheep. We're freaking sheep, and we're, we're stuck in this groupthink, dumbass sheep mentality where the average person, they'll only do something because it's popular, <laughs> obviously, because they're struck with fear. They don't want to be the odd one out. They don't want to be the, the black sheep or the lone, the lone outlier on the outside, the weird one, right? So they don't use logic. They just run on pure emotion. They're all scared, so they're going to do what's popular. So what's the media trying to do here? They're trying to make people think that's the popular opinion, that people support vaccine mandates or mask mandates, whatever the case. (laughs) No. And on top of that, getting into the Justice Department suing the state of Texas. That doesn't sound like a good idea. I guarantee you the state of Texas has about 5,000 times more guns than the Department of Justice does. (laughs) The DOJ suing Texas after their new uh, abortion ban, basically. Which, it's, it's six weeks. They're saying you got six weeks after that, no abortions. Essentially. Am I getting that right? That's... This is basically what I read about it, and uh, I could be wrong. Six weeks. That sounds completely fine to me. That sounds completely fair. So, I don't know. Let's let's talk about responsibility. Oh, I don't want responsibility with my body. Oh, I don't want to have to uh, use uh, <laughs> critical thinking and common sense when I'm, I don't know, hook it up, hooking up with people. It's, it's nuts. But anyway, DOJ Sue in Texas. And then we've got Kamala here. While Biden was the one giving speeches today over the vax mandates, we had Kamala taking the orders to go 
talk about the uh, the this lawsuit, I guess. The DOJ, sorry, I got distracted with a couple of comments here. The DOJ just deciding to sue Texas. Kamala said the right of women to make decisions about their own bodies is not negotiable. The right of women to make decisions about their own bodies is their decision. It's their body. You know, the whole my body, my choice narrative argument that gets thrown out with that. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, folks, I'm sitting here thinking how poetic, synchronistic, coincidental, almost too coincidental is it that on the very same day, yeah, I see see some of you guys in the comments already talking about this, the very same day we have the debate, the fight breaking out over vaccine mandates, obviously vaccine mandates uh, don't let you have body autonomy, it's not a my body, my choice argument in terms of that, then we have the DOJ suing Texas over the abortion law. And then we have the people promoting that using the my body, my choice narrative. Clear hypocrisy, right? Again, that's why it's like too coincidental. I'm sitting here thinking that's that's no accident. Who planned that, right? Rhetorical question, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I don't know. Is there something deeper there? Who planned that? It's really, it's really showing their hypocrisy, right? I don't know who planned that, but that wasn't a very good choice <laughs> to bring those two those two things out on the very same day, or maybe from some re- from some regards, from some perspective, that was a good choice. Who knows? But that's a very easy argument that you can make to people if you're trying to debate them about it, argue with them about it. I don't know. Wake them up to what's going on. Say, hey, what the heck is up with their contradictions in plain sight right here? What happened to body autonomy, to freedom? Guess we don't have that anymore, did we ever? Uh, And we have Fauci on the hot seat the past couple of days because The Intercept released their report, their bombshell, with the documents showing that $3.1 million, yes, flowed from that EcoHealth Alliance organization to the Wuhan lab to fund gain-of-function research with BATS. And nobody's talking about it. No, nobody. No, no. I saw, okay. Okay. A couple of people have talked about it. We got Fox News. I saw Sean Hannity do a piece on it last night. A couple of people are talking about it, but CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, The Washington Shit Post. <laughs> we could go down and down the list of all the organizations that have not discussed it but we just got the fraud Fauci here I mean at this point it's obvious that this guy is one of the biggest liars in government which is saying something it's definitely saying something but at this point obvious he's a it's obvious the guy should be in jail for something okay but really is it is it a sidetrack I mean is it somebody said Rand Paul is talking about it yes that's good that is very good there are definitely people talking about it but um, not enough, but at the same time, we just got so much stuff to talk about right now, though. It's tough. It's really tough to keep up with it all. So vaccine mandates, Fauci's a dumbass, DOJ suing Texas. We've got, okay, Australia, <laughs> this health official. So this morning there was a state health official 
in uh, New South Wales. They, yeah, there it is, NSW. New so- uh, South Wales there. And check it out. She actually brought up the New World Order. Let's have a listen. Will exposure sites be put back in place, especially with reopening and people going back to pubs and stuff? Because our exposure sites still, will they be put back in place to be listed once we are reopening? Because they're not at the moment. Um, We will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. Yes, it will be pubs and clubs and other things if we have a positive case there. Our response may be differently, different if we know that people are fully vaccinated. So we're working through a number of those um, issues, but we will have to reflect and learn. Does she have any idea who her audience is going to be? That's... <laughs> you cannot have more of a lack of self-awareness in that instance. She has no... And the sad part is she almost was like oblivious to what she was really saying, right? As if that's just like a common phrase of speech in her particular circles, whoever she's talking to, right? Like she didn't even blink. <laughs> talk about talk about Freudian slip. What an example right there. Oh, man. She shouldn't have said that. She shouldn't have done that. But uh, that might be like, I. we've heard that before too. We've heard multiple health officials uh, around the world over the last year and a half, accidentally, maybe not accidentally, refer to the new world order of things. So, hey, all right, just, just, just tell us how you really feel. Doctor, what's her name? Carrie Chant. Dr. Carrie Chant. Just tell us how you really feel. Onward from that, got a few more things on COVID, then we'll hit, uh, I want to talk about what's going on in the Capitol next, next weekend. To the, the justice for January 6th thing. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, some very important things to talk about there. In fact, I might do a dedicated video on it tomorrow just to get the word out. But Moderna here. Moderna is working on combining a COVID-19 booster shot with their flu shot. Meanwhile, mind you, Moderna has yet to have one, one drug, one product FDA approved. This is pretty much a brand new company. It was formed in 2017, and their COVID shot is pretty much like their very first product, and uh, it's like an mRNA-focused company. That's all they do is mRNA products. Their first is this COVID thing, and they're trying to expand it to make money because that's pretty much what everybody in pharma wants, right? Money seems to be. So they're trying to expand this to a flu shot, combine them, COVID and flu, and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself like, What's the difference? COVID, flu, right? Same damn thing. So it's going to be the same shot. <laughs> They're not going to do much for it. But they'll charge five times as much and make a whole lot of money. That's for damn sure. All right, ivermectin now. Onward to ivermectin. Hey, let's just let's just make a point right here. The way that the fake news media is trying to just attack and suppress and silence ivermectin out of existence is waking the hell out of a lot of people and they're really seeing big pharma's game and they're seeing the media's game being the lapdogs for big pharma and it's not just ivermectin point to make here there are many 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 different potential treatments we could be using that are extremely cheap and very effective and very safe they're just not patented 
and not making pharma money, right? Could be ivermectin, could be hydroxychloroquine, could be chlorine dioxide, could be many things. Heck, if you ask me, I would say basic shit like oregano oil could very easily be being used to treat COVID and kill it off. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a hairless ape tapping away on the keyboard. Uh, but ivermectin here is getting more and more attacked by the media. The latest narrative is that ivermectin side effects include sterilization. That is a big one. Look at right here. A bunch of local outlets. Like, I don't know where these are from exactly. KRQE. These are, these are local news stations around the country claiming that ivermectin causes sterilization. And they are parroting a 2011 study that came out that claimed ivermectin caused sterilization in 85% of men. So we got this local news station in Albuquerque. Big surprise. New Mexico is a shit show. Where's this one? Where's Fox 2 now? St. Louis, another shit show. So it's like no local news stations around the country are parroting this thing. Meanwhile, it's a bullshit story. A couple of them have corrected it. For the record, it, it was a bad study, actually. But uh, here's another one. Tuskegee vibes. Study finds ivermectin makes men sterile. Uh, that uh, It's been debunked. Even Snopes. Check this shit out. Even Snopes said that this study is not is not proven. It's unproven. It was a study published in 2011, widely circulated, but it was done at a non-accredited institution. In It was not published in any journal. It was basically just like hearsay. And that a spokesperson for the FDA even told Snopes that infertility in men is not a known side effect of ivermectin that that and this was today that snopes ran this article yet we still have the media here like <laughs> publishing this shit isn't this absolutely insane insane you would think that if there's any possible compound whatever it is even if it's something that sounds scary like chlorine dioxide they would give it a serious looking into they would look at it seriously and go, hey, maybe, maybe this would work. Maybe let's let's just look at it, right? Let's give it an honest, <laughs> an honest college try. But we are we are so far beyond that with the brainwashing. My God. Call something bleach, call something horse dewormer. Shit. If the media ran an article right now calling water dihydrogen monoxide and then claiming that dihydrogen monoxide is used in nuclear plants to cool the radioactive cores, people would be terrified out of their mind and, and try to find whatever dihydrogen monoxide is and get it out of their life, and they would avoid it at all costs. Meanwhile, it's just freaking water. But people are such idiots, and again, such sheep running on such fear that Freaking ivermectin. <laughs> Chlorine dioxide. Used in potable water tablets to make water drinkable. <laughs> you, can, you can find chlorine dioxide tablets at REI and Amazon. And yet, call it a toxic drinking bleach and people will get freaked. Ah, You can't even. Just basic logic escapes so many people. 
Okay, we're moving on now to one more, a couple more things on COVID, then we'll move on to the uh, events at the Capitol next weekend. So this story went around yesterday. Some people started figuring out that the uh, FDA, no, the CDC, getting my three-letter agencies mixed up. There's just too many corrupt-ass three-letter agencies out there. The CDC changed their definition of vaccination. As you can see right here, somebody made a meme about it. Vaccine definition pre-2015. They said that injection of a killed or weakened infectious organism in order to prevent a disease. Pre-2015, the definition for vaccine said prevent disease. From 2015 to 2021, the definition for vaccination said the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce immunity to a specific disease. So it went from preventing disease to being immune from disease. That was, that was over the last seven years. And then now they've changed it yet again to say the act of introducing a vaccine into the body to produce protection from a specific disease. Do you see how it gets more and more watered down? It went from prevent, straight up prevent, which is like pretty damn cut and dry, pretty black and white. Either it's prevented it or it hasn't, right? But I guess in 2015, some people started figuring out maybe a little bit too much, asking too many questions. So they had to water that down a bit. They went from preventing to immunity. Okay, we'll say immunity. That like gives us a little bit of protection, a little bit of ass coverage, but it's not so cut and dry like prevention, right? But then people started realizing over the last six to nine months that, wow, I'm like double tr vaccinated. I'm triple vaccinated. Shit, I got two booster shots plus the double dose, and I'm still getting, God, they, they got to even name it now, a breakthrough case. It's a breakthrough case. They've given it its own label. I got a breakthrough case. So clearly, this whole immunity thing doesn't seem to be working out so well. So they downgraded it again. Now it's just protection. Oh, yeah, it'll give you more protection. But how arbitrary is that? How much gray area is within protection that you could still get COVID? And they'll say, oh, yeah, but you're still protected, right? It could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could have. It's all this like what if bullshit. What if? What if? It could have. It could have. It could have. They're living in this hypothetical land where they're just dreaming of this utopia where they get a magic shot and they're they're protected and immune and they're going to be prevented from everything. <laughs> so WAPO here, so we went through the changing of the definition. WAPO here, as you can see, is completely carrying water. Vaccine skeptics claim a new CDC gotcha moment. See how they ridicule it? But they haven't got much. What do you mean? Like, clearly the CDC change their definition and getting around that legalese speak you can clearly assume make an educated guess as to what their intention was with rede redefining that crazy stuff right there crazy crazy stuff now we've got a couple of hollywood assholes to cover then we'll get into september 18th events jimmy kimmel if there was one late night show host that I would I would want to punch in the face the most. I would want to have a botching, boxing match with. It would probably be Jimmy Kimmel. This guy is the most cringe of them. I don't know. Stephen Colbert gives him a run for her money. They're both just awful, awful. But Jimmy Kimmel, 
saying that unvaxxed people do not deserve ICU beds. Do not deserve to be treated in the hospital. Meanwhile, some people were digging up old uh, old tweets of his, and in like 2017 or 18 or something, a couple of years ago, he was saying that, ah, oh, nobody should ever be denied medical care, blah, 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 you know, right? Probably touting Obamacare or something like that, saying everybody deserves medical care no matter who, right? But now, changing his mind when it's convenient to him. And let's be real, his puppet handler, freaking handlers probably made him do that. Said, oh, you're going to get a pay cut or you're going to lose your spot unless you say these lines, you puppet. So he goes and does it. And another one that went and did it was Howard Stern. Mr. Mr. Free Speech himself. Mr. I want to say whatever I want. I should I should have the freedom to to speak whatever I want to speak. Not when it comes to vaccines. He he was ripping into the anti-vaxer media personalities, radio hosts that are anti-vax, saying fuck their freedom. He pulled a uh, he pulled an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Screw your freedom, Howard Stern. F their freedom. <laughs> These guys, they, they're real original there in Hollywood, right? Real original. All always making their own lines, right? Writing their own stuff. Yeah, yeah, Find Find me one of these personalities in Hollywood that writes their own stuff. And uh, you can color me shocked seeing that. All right, onward now. We're done with the scamdemic. Now let's get into the justice for J6. A little bit of background behind this. There is uh, a gentleman who uh, the organization he runs escapes me, but he is holding a Justice for J6 rally on September 18th. That is not this Saturday, but of course next Saturday. And the idea is to hold a rally in Washington, D.C. to call for the truth behind January 6th to be told and the release of the political prisoners who are still in jail over January 6th, right? So, very well-intentioned, all right? Might be. Might be very benevolent reasons behind this, but that is a very bad idea. I think that is a very bad idea because the FBI is just looking at that and licking their chops like, (laughs) oh, you dumbass motherfuckers. (laughs) We're just gonna, we're gonna get this false flag going, right? Check this out. Like clockwork today, speaking of FBI, Andrew McCabe goes on to CNN. I guess this was a couple of days ago, but Andrew McCabe on CNN, he might be employed by them, right? Or was it NBC? Or is it CNN? CNN employs him. Um, Andrew McCabe gets told by his handlers, too, that... um, Law enforcement needs to take the upcoming right-wing rally in D.C. very seriously. They need to take it very seriously. Capitol Police do. Today's show, this is NBC, so they're putting out the messaging as well. Capitol Police on alert ahead of Justice for J6 rally. And we also have the Washington Post, which you can think of as like the CIA's media. That's the CIA's boom Number one pillar of propaganda they get out there. So when I see Washington Post, I think CIA uh, propaganda. 
it's a real possibility that our next 9-11 could arrive from within. This was published two days ago. And they're saying that some domestic terrorist fueled by a government-hating extremist is going to conduct the next major horrific terrorist attack in this country. So you can just see, again, it's, it's the manufactured consensus. It's the uh, messaging here that they're just warning people like something bad's going to happen. And then, yeah, sure, something bad happens, but it's going to be a freaking false flag, and they're going to blame it on a Trump supporter, a Q supporter, an election fraud truther, something like that, right? And then we got 9-11 coming up. Um, pfft, my God, like you can't, you can't make this up. It's so obvious. It's making my job easy though. Not going to lie. Like my job, I'm like great content. It's, it's, there's so much work to do. I mean, it's easy for me, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to have to do it, but Hey, it's what's happening. So we got to discuss it. Um, this Biden administration though, it's really, it's really easy to wake people up with it. Just got to say really really easy so be wary guys if uh, i would not go i would not go to washington dc on january or on september 18th i mean i would not go if you are going if you know anybody that's going freaking be careful keep your eyes out um be be wary of anybody looking black block looking fbi i don't know just don't go that's just that's just a bad idea i don't know why they're thinking of doing that unless it was set up from the get-go but Hey, hey. Uh, speaking of Q, check this out. We got some of those anti-Q shill propagandist dickweeds on, uh, on Twitter. Not sure if you're familiar with the Q Origins Project, but it's very similar to that Q Anon Anonymous podcast or whatever the case. Uh, they're just people who have no lives. That their, their whole goal, I guess, is to just try to dunk on... Q reporters, people in the Q movement, I guess. It's pretty pathetic. But uh, the Q Origins Project tweeted earlier today that uh, they have a database project and it's finally open to the public. It's a searchable archive they've made of 14 million plus posts from 4chan, 8chan, and 8kun. Basically, they took all the whole board, like the whole calm before the storm board to Q research board and put that into a searchable archive. And uh, yeah, it looks like it's that. I mean, I would expect a lot more hit pieces against Q and against Q researchers to be common public. Granted, it's all anon, so they have no idea who wrote this stuff. But you only can guess that they're going to be using anon posts to smear the whole movement with and hit pieces in the future. And uh, this is going to make an easily searchable database for the mainstream media reporters out there to do that with. Granted, it might be useful for us, not going to lie. I mean, this could be really useful to go through uh, all the all the 8kun, 8chan posts with. So, heck, I might go check it out. But I don't know. I'm kind of – I don't want to click on anything these guys make. Just, just going to say I don't want to go to their freaking website. I don't know what might be on it or it might be trying to put on my computer by doing so. So – who knows? But hey, we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. A uh, few more things. Just going to finish up, bounce around to some various topics, and we'll get into some Q&A for the last couple minutes here. Uh, voter integrity, vote fraud. 
We've got voter integrity groups analyzing video evidence of ballot trafficking on a massive scale, obviously, in many states, Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Uh, that's great. I'm waiting to see results at this point. I think we've had so much hype. We've had, in right, we've, we've had a lot of prominent influencers and personalities in this movement. Um, I mean, let's just say this. If they didn't want their audiences to be so impatient and complain, they shouldn't be over-promising, under-delivering, and over-hyping everything, right? But at the same time, I, I at least see this. I believe that it's not a tough job. I can say that as being a content creator, as being some sort of influencer in this movement. It's not an easy gig. So they deserve a little bit of a break. Although, yeah, man, how many rug pulls are we going to be dealing with? Like, I don't know. Where do we get more rug pulls? Crypto or freaking thinking audit results are going to come next week or something like that. So it's kind of annoying at this point. I do share your frustration there. Although patience is key. Patience is a wonderful virtue to have. And of course, this is the long game here. This ain't no sprint we're running, folks. This is the long game, and there's a lot of T's to cross, I's to dot. So what are we going to do? Complaining just gets us nowhere. Bitching and moaning, sure, do it for a moment just to vent, but get over yourself and get back to work <laughs> after that. That's kind of my attitude. So there's that. Uh, we've got Nancy Pelosi hanging out with the Soros family. This was posted today by Alexander Soros, the beta-looking dweeb on the right there. The good old Soros fam, hanging out with Nancy Pelosi last weekend. No masks on. Not a big surprise. You know, they are the upper class, aren't they? We're just the lowly peons down here. We're the ones that need to wear the masks. So, no masks, hanging out, Soros fam. That's pretty interesting. Uh, the Soros is coming here probably to make sure the... Make sure the steel stays stolen. <laughs> They're making sure the steel stays stolen. And uh, how, what is George Soros like? What's that What's that kind of posture? That's like the weirdest little old geezer posture I've ever seen. He's like sticking his little belly out. I don't know. I don't know. He's been sending too many of his billions to the NGOs around the world. That's what it is. So we got that. We got the CIA going soft. Don't you love this one? The CIA is looking to showcase, quote, a softer side via social media. Can't make that up. I also read that they're thinking of starting a TikTok account. <laughs> the CIA wants to start on TikTok, I guess, to reach the younger generation. Probably to find some of them brainwashed kids because they, they don't want any woke patriot folk in their ranks, do they? They might, they might try to subvert the CIA's corrupted missions. Uh, they need to find people who would be more along the lines of the ideologies they're looking for. TikTok's already going to make them brainwash. Oh, easy for the CIA to pick up. And let's be real, China got their intel agencies all over TikTok. The CIA can just call up the CCP buddies and say, Hey guys, get some of that TikTok data over here, can ya? And the CCP will say, no problem, CIA. We're basically the same thing anyway. Uh, that's how I see it anyway. 
What a joke. What a freaking joke. Uh, I want to talk about the crypto flash crash here for a moment because this is intriguing and this really woke some folks up in the crypto community. It's pretty interesting. So um, a couple of days ago, Bitcoin, ETH, all of them tanked like 20% in like an hour. Their price just fell. It wasn't as bad as the big like week-long dump that happened earlier in the summer. Um, things have kind of stabilized, but it was, it was pretty crazy. It was like 15, 20% in 30, 60 minutes. And coincidentally enough, it happened the very same day that El Salvador was making Bitcoin legal tender. What a freaking coincidence, right? Something that the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank and the IMF did not want. They were not supporting El Salvador in that decision. So the day that El Salvador makes Bitcoin legal tender, boom, markets dump 20%. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, man, what billionaire whale just dumped everything to make an example out of El Salvador? That's what I think happened. They were making an example out of that country. Oh, everybody starts getting excited. El Salvador makes it legal money and boom just cranks down so yeah i wouldn't doubt it and some of the a lot of the centralized exchanges as well like coinbase and a few of the others the centralized exchanges went down there was a solid five to ten minute span when things were so volatile that they couldn't even nobody could trade on those platforms the decentralized exchanges were still open so it's just real weird man the powers that be do not like crypto. They don't like decentralized finance. And uh, even they're even trying to like centralize the decentralized industry as much as they can. There's like, they're either trying to fight it or if they know they can't fight it, they're trying to join it and like ruin it from the inside. It's pretty crazy to see, but uh, it's on sale. A lot of shit on sale. And uh, we still got a few months to go of this bull cycle too. So we'll see what happens. Um, last thing is disclosure of technologies. So check this out. This is in popular mechanics too. So this is, you know, very mainstream, um, very mainstream journal, scientific journal. The Air Force is almost ready to unveil its secret new space weapon. And this article is talking about how the Air Force has a top secret space weapon. It's a it's a black weapon, like a black project weapon. They're even terming it as in this article. This black weapon is ready to be disclosed by the Air Force. Uh, it's an anti-space weapon, it sounds like, to protect satellites and other things so it sounds like it's something uh directed energy based to me probably like a space laser or something to that effect looks like that's what it's going to be but if this is hitting breaking defense which is a big military journal military media journal and if it's hitting popular mechanics that can only mean a few things number one they've already had this shit for like 30 years at least minimum Okay, number two, this means that the much better stuff, the, the stuff that's much more advanced is still kept secret, still very, very secret. 
uh, I do find it interesting that they're even talking about black projects and things like that. So, so maybe this is a form of soft disclosure, but also it's coming from you, of course, popular mechanics and whatnot. So, uh, I've been talking about this for years, going to repeat it here when it comes to space, whether that be UFOs or whether that be these, these weaponry, these technologies that are being disclosed now, limited hangouts, man. Limited hangouts, you've got to be wary, got to keep your eyes out for whenever they're going to try to disclose something and try to make you think that what they're disclosing is all they have or it's all there is to see and then they act like there's nothing else, right? And I'm I'm reiterating it again here and I'll probably do that every freaking show I do uh, because I, I just have this gut feeling. I have this gut feeling that the topic of UFOs and UFO disclosure is going to be, is going to be much more prominent as we head towards the winter, as climate change stuff moves past us, and they need another distraction. They need something to capture people's attentions. I think they're going to start rolling out more of that limited hangout, mainstream garbage UFO disclosure. I think that's going to take center stage maybe in like October or November or something like that. It was December in 2017 that the New York Times really started getting it going and published those black and white videos and started ramping it up. So I don't know. I think we might get like another December special this year or it might be a little earlier than that in like October next month. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm thinking it's coming. I'm thinking it's coming. So that's my call. We'll see if it happens, but I've been I've been pretty good on a lot of these calls. Not going to lie. I can it becomes pretty easy to see how their propaganda operates, how they love to psyop our brains and uh, what they're going to do next. So that's all I got for this one, guys. Much appreciated for y'all listening in. Uh, subscribe to these channels, share it around. I appreciate your support as well. You can find ways to do that on the description below this video or on my website. There's a lot of ways you can uh, support me. Uh, you can find it there. And uh, that's it. Live stream again tomorrow, 4 p.m. I moved it back. I moved the time back by popular demand. A lot of people said a little later is better for them. So I moved it from 2 p.m. Pacific to 4 p.m. back to that time frame. Uh, and we're going to keep it there. It's not going to move again. So that's all, guys. Thank you for watching. See you tomorrow.